0: Well, hi, everybody welcome back to the living with power hope podcast lena abijamra here i'm your host or hostess or whatever you want to call me but i'm so excited to be with you again another episode of the hope podcast we are in a series called dear lena where you send me questions about faith life culture and everything in between pretty much you ask it i'll try to answer it using the bible and uh we uh, are a ministry that provides biblical truth for everyday life. Our ministry website is livingwithbower.org. I hope you've downloaded our app. I hope you've checked out our resources. There's tons of free resources for you that focus on uh, applying the Bible to everyday life. So uh here on the podcast we meet weekly and it's always always a pleasure if you haven't subscribed yet please do so and if you're enjoying these uh, podcasts share them with your friends and click uh, on the um, comments button or you know however you want to review it we'd love a five-star review Uh, all right enough of this talk let's get to today's question it's always um It's just exciting for me to hit the topics that you're asking about. They're never easy. Today is equally not easy. In fact, a sensitive question and that I think has touched probably most of our lives in some way or another. Uh, Dear Lena, is suicide the unforgivable sin? And, uh... I think probably everybody has a story of a family member or a friend or somebody you know that uh, has committed suicide on the rise and without a question uh, in the last few years as depression and anxiety has been on the rise. And um, arguably one of the most difficult situations that I've dealt with as a, a pediatric emergency room physician is those situations where people either try or actually succeed in committing suicide. And sadly, they are one uh, too many. There are always too many, whether it's one or many. But uh, just to give you some stats, nearly 800,000 people die by suicide in the world each year, which is roughly one death every 40 seconds. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in the world for those aged 15 to 24. So again, the uh, very vulnerable population for these, uh, for these for this sort of death is that young adult Questions about life, questions about everything. And uh, uh, of course, this podcast is focused on living as a Christian in a post Christian culture. This idea of suicide has affected the church. Do not be naive to think that this is a non Christian issue. But all this to say, um, uh, we are going to give you some questions if you've wrestled with family members, uh, or wondered about whether um, this is something that uh, God forgives or not, that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, let's take our cue from God's word and let me start with giving you some thoughts. Is suicide the unforgivable sin? Uh, Here's the first big idea. I always give you three points and build my discussion around them. Uh, Number one, uh, no, actually, suicide is not the unpardonable sin because we know from scripture which sin is unpardonable. All right, so, uh, by the way, uh, the Bible mentions suicide six times, always a relation to people who have committed suicide. The most famous one is probably Judas and, um, Uh, The Bible mentions it six times and gives no moral valuation about it, even in the case of Judas. Judas had a sad life, and we're told that Satan came into him, and he committed suicide out of despair. But even there, uh, the Bible doesn't really comment about it per se. Uh, Some of the other examples, of course, that come to mind... um, Absalom the son of David uh, some of the Old Testament kings uh, Samson it generally I mean he put himself between the two columns and pushed him out of the way but he really was a form of committed suicide anyway no moral valuation to it in fact if anything even that in and of itself Samson is considered righteous in Hebrews 11 so, so just if you don't listen to any more of this podcast and you have wrestled with this look at the example of Samson in the Bible as an example of it. suicide is not an unpardonable sin because we know from scripture which sin is unpardonable so you're probably sitting at the of your seat going which is which is it because you're so worried that you may have committed it and uh if you're asking the question probably you've not committed the unpardonable sin Uh, the that sin is referred to in luke 12 10 and also in mark 3 28 29 here i've got mark 3 opened up so let me read it assuredly jesus says i say to you all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter but he who blasphemes against the holy spirit never has forgiveness but is subject to eternal condemnation the Luke 12, 10 passage, similar words that Jesus said. He I am mean, going read it also. Uh, and everyone, Jesus says, and everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So um, it, 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 this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is a continual uh, denial and ridicule and um, rebellion against the Holy Spirit. So again, if you're likely asking that question, if you're wondering in your head, have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit of God? Um, First of all, you can confess that sin right away, so it's not unpardonable the minute you you ask for forgiveness for it. But secondly, the odds are if you're asking it, you have a sensitive heart and you are not blaspheming against the Holy Spirit in a fashion that is an unpardonable way, which is consistent, resistant to the Spirit of God. So um, the Bible uh, does not talk about suicide as being the unpardonable sin, but and we know from Scripture which one is. Um, so uh, let's let's keep that in mind as a first big idea and then let me give you a second idea here suicide is not again all of my points are going to emphasize that suicide is not the unpardonable sin so suicide is not the unpardonable sin because we all might die with sin we have not yet repented of so the concept of suicide if you if you've heard maybe I mean I grew up in a fundamentalist background and the idea was that if you killed yourself by suicide which by the way I don't If you're, we're going to, in a minute, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you some numbers, direct you to some resources that might help you. So this is, if you're in that place and you're wrestling with suicide, uh, let me encourage you uh, uh, to get help. Uh, We're going to get to that in a second again, but I feel compelled to stop even now and say that. But, but I also want to relieve this, this weight on many people's shoulder, the shame. Many people carry shame of family members who have committed suicide. Um, because there was this idea that if you committed suicide, then you were dead and you couldn't repent of the suicide. And so if you couldn't repent of the sin, then it was a sin unto death because you didn't repent of it. And, and let me remind you something it is Christ's death on the cross that atones for, for all of our sin past, present, and future. Uh, I I think you need to, uh, by the way, that is encouraging news for everybody and anybody who struggles with any kind of sin. Uh, Christ didn't die for only one batch of our sins. He didn't die for just our past sins. Our salvation doesn't hinge on my recalling and confessing every one of my sin, although I will follow this up by saying you will have greater freedom by confessing and repenting your sin. And the whole idea of asking, When you get saved and you ask Jesus to become your Savior, all of your sin is forgiven. That you'll ever commit, that price that Jesus paid on the cross paid the price for all of your sin. But we continue to live in sin. And again, I've maybe taught this before, but in case you haven't listened to this teaching before, uh, I remember reading Anne Graham Lotz used the illustration that has always stuck with me of the Lord's Supper before He died, when He picked up the towel and started washing the disciples' feet, and Peter said to Him, "Why "Why are you washing my feet? You don't need to wash my feet." And, and Jesus says, uh, it is necessary for me to wash your feet so that you could be clean. So Peter says to him, well, then wash all of me. And, and Jesus says, no, you don't need all of you to be washed again, just your feet. Sort of a reminder, a symbol of the fact that in, at salvation, we're washed of all of our sins. Now, we continue to sin, all of us. We sin in many ways, big ways and little ways, respectable ways and disrespectful ways or unrespectable ways. And I'm not proud of it. In fact, I carry the burden of it when I sin. And, and, and if you're a follower of Jesus, your spirit, your, the Spirit of God living in you, Conscious conscience is constantly reminding you of that sin in order to confess it, bring it to God. Why? So that we can walk in freedom with clean feet, so to speak. And so our salvation doesn't hinge on my ability to recall every one of my sin. My salvation hinges on the body and the blood of Christ broken for me on that cross. And uh, and, and, and the seal of my salvation is the Holy Spirit and not my act of repentance. Now, should we repent? Yes, But is our repentance that pivot that causes us to get saved? No. And so, you know, imagine you're in a fight driving on the road with your significant other and you get in a car accident and you die. Well, you haven't had a chance to ask for forgiveness of God or of the person you're fighting with. And so does that make you a person who's going to hell? You see, why do we carry that weight on suicide? Maybe, you know, maybe you're watching pornography and you are a Christian and you've already asked Christ to forgive you and you've battled that sin forever and you have a heart attack and die. Or maybe you're committing adultery and, you, you know, you haven't had a chance to, to, to confess it later on. Now, again, does that make it right? that you're doing that no there's brokenness many broken pieces do that we've seen recently a famous uh, minister who had a lot of sin that he was not confessed that we know of and now came out and the broken pieces the the shrapnel of his disastrous life is is continuing to impact his family and the people who have been affected by his ministry and who have been impacted by his ministry and so again uh, that doesn't make um, the person who sins and dies while sinning uh Uh, on their way to hell, if they have already received the blood of Jesus as the atoning uh, payment for our sin. And so this is, again, so important to understand what salvation is. I think it's critical to understand, again, it's not my asking God of forgiveness that saves me. It is Christ's payment on the cross that has paid the price for my sin. A verse that comes to mind here comes to mind that probably is, is incredibly encouraging is in Colossians, where we're told, and you who are dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Now, the Bible does not teach universalism. Just because Jesus died and paid the price for the sins of mankind, doesn't mean that automatically every human on the planet is saved. No, you still have to come to a point of repentance. And so there is fruit of repentance, so I am in no way advocating continuing to sin without repentance. If you are right now walking in sin, today is a day of salvation. First John chapter one, verse nine. we're told so much was written about that, but basically he says, "If we say we have no sin, John is writing to believers, followers of Jesus. He says, "If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his, words, his word is not in us. This is not a scripture that is written to people who have not received Jesus. This, this is written to followers of Jesus. Probably my favorite verse that has always moved me to to confess and and quit my sin is in Proverbs chapter twenty eight verse thirteen and I'm gonna just look it up real quick here for you. That's the sound that I make when I'm switching my pages in the Bible. Here we go, twenty eight thirteen. Uh, the, the Proverbs uh, Solomon uh, assumed to write the Proverbs. Right, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So if I've ever cried to you and urged you who is listening, if you are a follower of Jesus and you are living in sin right now, repent of your sin, confess your sin, forsake your sin and find peace and abundance that is yours in Christ Jesus. And if you've never come into a saving relationship with Christ, today's the day of salvation. Listen, Jesus died to pay for your sin. Now, uh, if you if you know somebody, uh, there's a family member of mine, um, uh, an uncle who, back in his 20s, I never I don't recall meeting him ever. He uh, got to a point of despair. He was I don't know that he was a believer, but he committed suicide. And there's so much back in that age, again, people didn't talk about it. It was years before I knew that that was the cause of his death. But just heartbreaking and, and, and just painful. And I think it affected my grandmother, his mother, forever, and understandably so. But there's such freedom to know that that act of suicide um, is not the unpardonable sin. And, um, and, and, and remember we all might die with sin. We have not repented of yet, but that does not mean that if you die in, uh, an act of sin that you're going to hell and that is God's mercy on us and that is his grace on us and again that doesn't mean you should persist in sin but that you should tra- change and and now today is the day that you can change and by the way you can change let me just encourage you whether you're dealing with depression to the point of suicide or whether you're dealing with pornography as I mentioned earlier you can change God has given us everything we need to change Jesus not just died for our sins but rose from the dead to give us victory so if you're struggling with that email me at lena and living with power Org. but i'm not quite done yet so suicide not the unpardonable sin because we know from scripture which sin is unpardonable second suicide not unpardonable because we all might die with sin we have not repented of yet and thirdly suicide is not the unpardonable sin but is a point of deep human despair that we can help bear the burden of now i i want to clarify i'm in no way saying that if you're related to someone who is on the verge of suicide or has committed suicide, that you're to blame. I am not saying that. But I also believe that this is a window, an opportunity, a door, a space where you and I, as brothers and sisters in Christ, can come alongside people who are struggling with anxiety and depression and mental health issues and despair to the point of suicide and bear their burdens. Colossians chapter 6, verse 2. Let me. No, that's not possible. Galatians chapter 6. I was going to say, Colossians doesn't have 6 chapters, but Galatians chapter six, verse two says, uh, uh, if anyone is caught verse one in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. Okay. And then he says, verse two, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. There's a call to Christians that I believe our present day post-Christian culture is failing in. We are weak at bearing one another's burdens. We want our independence. We want our space. First uh, Thessalonians 5:14 is another powerful verse that teaches uh, sort of the same thing. By the way, much of the New Testament does. Um, Paul's writing. Jesus is writing. But let me read you just a couple here. Uh, be at peace among yourselves. Verse 14, 1 Thessalonians 5. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. Be patient with them all. Uh, people who are struggling with mental health issues are hard to be around. They're hard to support. They're hard to persevere with. But that is that might be your calling today, Christian. So suicide is often the last step uh, of a person who has lost all hope in God's goodness. Suicide is the voice of one who feels lack of connection and understanding with others. And suicide is what you and I must fight, fight against as we seek to bear the burden of the hurting. It is a privilege for us to walk that road. And maybe you just needed a second wind, a push, a reminder that God has put you in the family you're in with the people that you're with in order to help bear the burden of those who might be struggling with despair. Not easy, uh, but Christ-like. If you're struggling with suicide or if you know somebody who is, let me give you this number. Uh, It seems like a little bit of a difficult number, but I'm going to say it anyway. And maybe you can write it down. I'll say it twice. uh, 800-273-8255. 800 273 8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I want to point you to a woman who I've had on this podcast who herself. Uh, tried to commit suicide, and is a godly woman following hard after Jesus, and is on, the best way to follow her is on Instagram, her handle, her name is Heather Palacios, you can find her in the archives of our podcast, I've interviewed her on this topic, and I want you to go and follow her, if you struggle with any form of depression, anxiety, suicide, she's fought it, she says in her handle on Instagram, I fought suicide for 39 years, is what she says, and she says, I'm still here, married with two kids, and has a ministry to people who are struggling with this. So if that's uh, you and you want to get help and are afraid and don't know where to look and don't want to call an 800 number, go to Instagram and look up Heather Palacios. Her handle is wonderful, spelled W-O-N-D-H-E-R-F-U-L. There are others doing work uh, to help those who are are struggling with despair and, and anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and ideations and attempts uh, we want to pray for you you can certainly email me lena at uh, or dear lena at org. but i know heather is uh, i see what she's doing on social media and I know her and she loves people and she loves God so her full? I'd love for you to connect with her if you can't remember then email me and I'll give you her handle dearlina at livingwithpower.org Hey, if you have a family member who is going through difficulties and like this and you are just bearing this burden and it's wearing you out and you just need encouragement and prayer I'd love to hear from you too email me at dearlina at livingwithpower.org hey I know this is a tough topic but here's what I know for sure God has given us everything we need for life and godliness We have the tools we need, we have Christ living in us, there's hope for us, even in a post-Christian world, even in a time when suicide and depression and, and everything associated with that is on the rise. We know the truth, so let us shine the truth. Hey, we'll be back in together next week. In the meantime, join me tonight, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central. I teach live on our Facebook community page. You can join it by going to livingwithpower.org. Top of the page, there's a blue box that says join our community. Click on it, ask to join the community. You'll be with us. I'd love to meet you in person. Otherwise, just have a great day. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and uh, be safe. Remember that God loves you and He's at work in your life even when you can't see it clearly. I'll see you again next week.